eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Brian, uh, when we talk specifically about the Jets defense and and we know the type of, you know, talent that's there, how how strong they are, I, I want to kick around a, a specific idea that uh, I, I think is interesting in terms of how the Cowboys might be approaching this game a little bit. Um, so the measuring stick for the Cowboys has clearly become the San Francisco 49ers. And it's a matchup that, the Cowboys have allowed it to influence their personnel acquisitions the following offseason whenever they've lost to San Francisco. So in 21, you lose to San Francisco in a way that was pretty embarrassing because it was just it was so physical and they just bullied you in that game. Uh, and and it caused the Cowboys, I think, to kind of reflect a little bit on how they lost some of the games during the year, which were physical football games were the ones they tended to lose. Um and they go into the offseason and they they have a very specific, okay, we need to get uh we need to get more physical, we need to get toughness, we need to get attitude. It was all up and down their draft picks that year. Tyler Smith, Sam Williams, like that was what they were looking for was toughness, physicality. Uh they they built the team with, with toughness and physicality, a big part of it that offseason. Last year, you obviously have Pollard go down. The offense can't get going. Everybody's wondering how stagnant it is. And they go and decide to, you know, change the the passing concepts and swap out your play caller. And you go acquire Brandon Cooks. We need more weapons. It can't just be CD. There, there's been a response to San Francisco each of the last few times. And this week, it was interesting how many players were talking about the San Francisco 49ers when talking about the Jets. Uh, Terrence Steele this week said that the Jets and uh, 49ers are similar, especially defensive-wise. They come from similar families of coaching. Definitely a lot of similarities there. Pollard uh, had said that he they do remind him of San Francisco just with how they like to do the D-line play and some of the games and all of those things. 
And then Zach Martin gave the longest quote of it when they said, hey, does this defense remind you of anyone? He said, when you look at the tape, there's a ton of San Francisco that pops out to you, not only with the scheme, but how their guys play and especially how their front is coached to play. They get in those jet stances and try to get up the field, penetrate, ruin your combination blocks and get to the quarterback. So there's a lot of similarities there between them and San Francisco. Obviously, the connection with Robert Sala, who was the defensive coordinator for several years in San Fran, the personnel's really good. But knowing how much Dallas has viewed San Francisco as a measuring stick and knowing they've got San Francisco here in three, four weeks, whatever it is, uh, is this game a little bit more than just your normal interconference game, do you think, for Dallas? Do you think they look at it as, hey, this is dress rehearsal for seeing how our changes in response to what San Francisco did, seeing how those things work? Yeah, I think you make a really good point and, and very well explained. I think of another team you look at in the division is the Philadelphia Eagles. Basically, the last two games that they've had have dealt with the New England Patriots influence. Mm-hmm. If you look at, you know, you actually play the Patriots and then you turn around against the Vikings and then you got Brian Flores, who is a Bill Belichick disciple. So you see certain ways you know, maybe people kind of gave you a little bit of a blueprint for how to play the Eagles, you know, the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, Eagles have struggled on offense a little bit. Um, you know, they've, they've really lived off the turnover uh, the last couple of weeks as well. So, yeah, I think the same thing with the Cowboys and what they're dealing with right now with with the San Francisco. It, it is very similar. It's just very similar in a way, too. Both teams have really good personnel. Uh, and, yeah. I mean, you you know they the the Forty ers have have found ways to you know their front seven. It's a physical front. Um, I think the Forty ers front seven's probably a little bit more physical than what you have with the Jets, but maybe a little bit more athletic with the Jets as opposed to now. I know they got a Bosa and others that play. But man, they you know the Jets can run a lot of different combinations at you, and they do it. And you know, I mean, they drafted Will McDonald from you know Iowa State. I really loved what he was able to bring. You know, Iowa State. I think he's going to be a fine player. Jermaine Johnson's a really nice player that they drafted in the first round. Quinnen Williams, a first round. You go out and get Carl Lawson, who's got you know seven sacks. Last year, he's probably going to play this week. You know, it, it the, the the linebackers. You know, Quincy Williams and C.J. Mosley. That's a good group. That's a good front seven. Yeah. And so now, and San Francisco's the same way. I would say the Jets have a better secondary. You know, yeah. with you look at the corners and stuff. So yeah, it is a, it is a, it is a, it's a test in the way of scheme. But bam, but both teams have key players. Uh, to make that scheme work. Is it something where if you struggle, if the offense struggles against the Jets and then you struggle against the 49ers, do you think that the Cowboys, who have been reactionary in the past to San Francisco games, do you think it's something where the Cowboys view it as essentially we just failed against San Francisco twice? Or do you think they just... Do you think they can separate those out? Because that's a, what, really what I'm wondering is, do they view this as this is essentially we're playing San Francisco, as close to playing San Francisco as we can, and so it's going to be included in our evaluation of how do we stand up against them? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man, I think you're getting really deep on that. I am. And the fact that it, three no, no, players it, talked it, about no, it in no. the locker this week was interesting to me, though. <laughs> no, it's it's very it's because you know you don't play you don't play the Jets all that often. That's mm-hmm. the thing about it. So you don't. Not many teams. I'm trying to think of the teams that would be, you know, San Francisco influenced around the league that you might play. But well, here, yeah, I, let, let me draw a comparison. Would it be similar to if you struggled in years past against? Uh, like like last year, let's say, would it be similar if you said we struggle against the Eagles and what they do? So when we play Baltimore and Lamar Jackson and their read yeah. option stuff, we're going to include yeah. that in our evaluation of how prepared we are for Philly. Like, would it be similar to say Jets defense, this 49ers defense is in the past? The no, read option no question. The yeah, no question. Yeah, I, I think that I think that that right there is 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 fair because there is like Robert Sala. There is that. You know there is that influence. Uh, I think it's Jeff Erlbeck. Erlbeck, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the 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 he's the coordinator. He came from, you know, he came from San Francisco with Robert Sala. You know, I mean, Jeff's been a coach for. You know, I'm not saying a ton of years, but what were his influences? His influence are working, you know, playing and then working, you know, with the 49ers. So yeah, I mean, you're going to teach what you know. So yeah, it's. And 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 scheme wise, yeah. Personnel wise, yeah. I mean, this is this is a this is a pretty pretty uh, pretty parallel group of games coming up here in the next three. When you start to talk about the style of defenses you're playing, now one of the things we just kind of touched on a little bit a second ago, you had you know mentioned how tough it might be to get into some of the quick strike passing stuff that you want to yeah. do because it's it's different the type of corners that you're playing against. Um, there was a lot to love, obviously, about 40 to nothing in week one, um, but you didn't get to get into some of your new passing concepts. We didn't get to see some of that debuted the way we had anticipated, um, weather being up big early. I mean, the Cowboys were up 19 nothing before uh, Dak even went on the first touchdown drive of the game. And so it's it's really tough to say that they were in a position where, you know, they're just trying to maintain a lead and it's bad weather, just get through the game. Uh, what is interesting here, one of the data sets we can see that was definitely different, um, and I'll just run through the numbers real quick here. We've heard a lot this week about the time to throw, which is from snap to release, snap to release. Here are Dax numbers from 2016 through week one. 2.88 seconds to throw his rookie year on average. 2.82 second year, 2.82 third year, 2.88 fourth year. 2020, there's a, a, a drop, pretty, pretty like noticeable one in that it's 277 in 2020, 275 in 21, 272 in 22. And then in week one, he was getting the ball out in 2.37 seconds, which is noticeably faster. That's not a small, I know it sounds like 0.3 seconds. You're like, how much is that really? That's fast. Uh, And that's where the one aspect you will see that's different, quicker throws necessitate shorter route concepts, the intended air yards average, Brian, for Dak, 2016, 8.7, 8.4, 7.5, 7.6, 7.7, 7.8, 7.9, 7.9, 7.9, 7.9, 7.9, 7.9, 7.9, 7.9, 7.9, 7.9, 7.9,
For his career, he's 8.3. Week one, 6.4. And my question to you, Brian, is when we see these quick strike throws, and and Dak talked about it this week, said it's a good way to try and equalize the pass rush a little bit, just being able to get the ball out quick, and you got to trust that the guys are, you know, getting out of their their breaks quick and, and be ready for the ball. But is that more... Small sample size coupled with, you know, weather influences and everything else? Or do you think this is the concepts? These are the concepts the Cowboys want to run to try to minimize turnovers and implement the offense. I think it's clearly what they want to try and do. I think it's they clearly want to try and create separation. And they don't want to have to stress out their offensive line. You know, I think those are two... Uh, I think that, uh, you know, when you, you, you present the data the way you did, it's very, very clear. You know, they're not interested in Dak Prescott holding the football. They feel like, and I'm just saying this from an observation standpoint, they have to feel like that when Dak holds the ball, it tends to lead to potential mistakes. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying against this jet secondary, you have to be decisive when you throw the football. Because if you sit there and hold it and wait and you're not sure, they're going to turn you over. And so, yeah, this is clearly one of the adjustments that that Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer and this offensive staff has tried to make is that, hey, we're not going to let all the tape evaluation we've done with Dak Prescott, that when he holds the ball, there tends to be mistakes. And so that's that's where I feel like that they're the focus of this of this attack, at least initially. Uh, is is that's what they're basing their their findings on. That hey, we got to get the ball out, and if we get the ball out and they're decisive about it, we're not going to have the turnovers that we had last year. All right, Brian. So let's uh, let's go ahead and pick this game. Get a get a sense of uh, where it's heading before we go ahead and do uh, the love of the star mailbag. Uh, I, I think that this one is going to be low scoring. I do think the Cowboys are going to, you know, I, the Jets defense is really good. I, I think if you can put 27, 30 points up on them, you should feel great about your offense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think this will be a low scoring game. Um, one that I think Dallas is generally in control of most of the day, but it's not going to look like it at the end of the day on the, the on the scoreboard. So I have Cowboys 16, 10 over the Jets in this one. They moved to two and zero. Uh, and and then it's on to Arizona. Yeah, I kind of uh, I, I really like what you're saying with the low score. I I actually went twenty six thirteen, and I, maybe six of those points can come from a turnover, maybe a sack fumble, you know, some type of uh, defensive touchdown, maybe a special teams touchdown. It, your 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 score is probably more indicative. But again, I went twenty six. To 13. I, I think it's going to be initially very, very tough. And then maybe Dallas does figure something out offensively. You know, maybe they, maybe there's, you know, the, the thing that I worry about the Jets in this game, Bobby, is that they just load up and they say, you know what, we're going to try and shorten the game. We can't pass protect well enough. Our quarterback doesn't read defenses great. And if we put him in harm's way, there's going to be problems. So I, I very well see this thing, you know, there could be a lot of running in this game from the Jets just to see if the Cowboys are good enough. And maybe if anything, you soften them up running the football and you have a little success, 
then you can kind of find ways to throw the football because now you got kind of a beat up front that's having to play, you know, you know, take on blocks all day. And that, that softens you up. I mean, the giants played right into their hands. So they became very one dimensional. And I don't think the jets, they, the jets know that they can't win a game. If it becomes one dimensional, they just can't. So um, your, your score, your game is probably more accurate, but I went 26, 13. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast, the Love of the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.